Coming to you from Grandma's dorm room in Coffeeville, Kansas, you are listening to The Wrong Kind of Podcast. Can you hear us, man? Is the internet working? Probably not. Here we are. We're up in two rocks together. Friday, May 26th, 6.16 p.m., year of our Lord. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we had the big internet outage today. There's Megan. There's Yancy. Hi, guys. I'm oh, boy. And uh, so apparently, once again, the center of the universe internet world has been clipped by construction equipment. That's We know that's what happened last time? Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. I was told by a source... That the uh, the the line was supposed to be four foot deep and it was two foot deep. Oh, I see. Somebody cut some corners. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know what happened today, but I got up to watch my morning news and it pretty much threw my chi off for all day because. Uh, Lenny said it went off at like one something this morning. The hell is she doing awake at one? Well, we went to bed at like midnight last night, so. Damn, partying <laughs> night owls. Shit. Did you have a job? Um. Yes, but. Yeah. I wasn't working today. Clearly. So they said that that outage affected the southern part of Montgomery County and the northern part of Nowata County. So I'm guessing South Coffeeville, I guess, also. Yeah. Huh? Guy from uh, Southtown was telling me his TV wasn't working. I mean, come I on, mean, man. TV was probably working. But it just, was off for hours. No, he then. said Cox, like, it was well, down. Well, he has I was, the. I was being hyperbolic, but. Oh. Is that hyperbolating? Yes. Yes. I was, I was uh, hyperbolating over here. Yeah, so uh, not much went on this week since last time we were here. We was out here a couple of days ago, and we was out here yesterday with the chamber lady. Other than that, pretty much just life, right? Living it. Partying. I ground the hell out of a flower uh, birdbath yesterday with a uh, grinder. He did. He had to... It looked like we, Pablo Escobar had blew up a whole plant out here. Geez. We I, I came home yesterday, and the top of my bird feeder was... Upside down on the ground. Vandals, I say. <laughs> Tom Fullery. Yeah. Or uh, just a, a big-ass bird. <laughs> or a squirrel, big. maybe. I don't well, know. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie. I set the bird bath right there so that I could shoot the squirrels off of it. Well, stop that. I haven't shot one yet. Because. I think I've about cleared them out. It's. If nothing else, they've been telling their friends. Fat son yes. of a bitches be up in here digging and everything. Be all up in here. <laughs> I do get Getting frustrated when I go to, like, weed out my plants and there's, like, Trees growing. So the bitches. Well, we don't have we as many acorns, acorns as we used yeah. to. Now that we got rid of that big. Uh, yes. That big tree. Big tree's gone. Oh, are we? Are we gonna talk about Indy? Oh, you can talk about it if you want. And the yeah. big tree. They, That's sad. Uh, oh. Yancy kind of fucks you on that. But go ahead and talk. Oh, about you already it. talked about it. I, well, I talked about I it on Wednesday, it. but not yeah. everybody listens to the midweek show. So. No, it's just sad. We did you post pictures of our girls? We, no, we made them re. You know, like I, I didn't. We took a picture of them back when they were little and made them do it again, just like mm-hmm. I think last I made, year, the year before. I think I made a meme on it, but I don't know if they want to be on there. And anyway, did you see that they like, said oh, the tree was maybe between 130 and 150 years old? Yeah, I saw so. that they're going to do like some memorial something. Like a service are they going to the tree? <laughs> you know, have thoughts and prayers for the tree? Yes. I heard put, like that a it plaque was... there and then like replant or, I think. Or uh, build a roof over the top of it. Oh, nice. Oh. They thought it was just one tree for a long time and they found out it was a majada tree. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Okay, he I'll give you one. He reached for that one. Really branched out. <laughs> Almost. Oh. 
branched oh, out. I almost missed that one. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, uh, the roots ran deep on uh, that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. And welcome to the Friday night. Show. Yeah. So, uh... It's funny. There's there's more dad jokes told on this show than the show where there's actually three dads on I think it. You yeah. guys just like to hear my really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's thank our producers here before we get too far into this show. Uh, once again, there's a whole list of them and people that I haven't put on there yet because I'm a slacker. On over at wkopodcast.com, uh, we will have. I say we will have. The wheels of motion have started on a couple of the uh, surprises for the uh, campout, so hopefully they're there. Also, working on a campout shirt. All three of these things will have graphics designed by uh, Square Splinter. Dude is talented, and I'm squeezing him for all he's worth. Dude makes some cool graphics. I ain't gonna lie. That's uh, Derek there at the Square Splinter. Go check it out. Uh, what else? Oh, wait, we week away from the Brian. Yes, it's nicely next weekend. Next Saturday, we'll be yep. there. Mm-hmm. Look up in the stands, and you'll see us sitting up there, waving our hands like you know the royalty. Mm-hmm. Oh, and shoot heaven, yes. Practicing your mm-hmm. your wave. Yep, and then uh, we three weeks from today, we will be swatting the first mosquitoes and ticks from our bodies as we're sitting there at the WKOP campout. Mm-hmm. That will be June seventeenth for all of you. Uh, just passers-by that want to cruise in for some dinner. All we ask is that you bring uh, your own drink and a side. And Uh, I have uh, gotten confirmation that there is water there. So There's water there. At the lake? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. They got water in the lake? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, good. (laughs) Were we downing the... (laughs) Well, all you've heard about around here is the the lack of water Uh, at the surrounding lakes. Yeah, somebody was telling me that they was thinking about... uh, Bringing a boat. Who the hell that was? Anyway, probably won't see my fat ass out in no boat. <laughs> Go out there and get sunburnt, drown, and die. Wow, he's very dramatic. <laughs> that, about yes. the well, when so you've had, you had dramatic sunburns and about dry, drown in your life, mm-hmm. it's scarring. You know what was bad is the day I almost drowned, I had second degree sunburn, big bubbles on me. Uh-huh. That's so disgusting. And then you fell in and made big bubbles? No. Oh. I about drowned. Later on, you know, it never went home, of course. And then later on that evening, I had the big bubbles. I had to sleep sitting up in a chair. It's traumatic. Yeah. Um, it scarred me for life. Sunscreen, man. It's been a long time it's been a while. since we've told a lot of vacation stories. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Megan's got one a of my story today. Oh, that's, that's yeah, right. Yeah. But one of my favorite of your uh, vacation mishaps is, um, sorry, Megan. But I knew this was going to go. Well, with Megan <laughs> fell in the water? Yes, off Megan the boat. Megan didn't fall in the water. Megan please, was, please, Megan. Megan was, I don't know what. Right in. It's like. Pulled overboard, but like not quite pulled over. All you heard was bloop. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> and take my glasses. Look, no, the Oakleys are expensive, oh. okay? <laughs> Got to protect the glasses. Children are back there having a traumatic fit. Yes. Because they can clearly read never, my body language. So, never I'm seen Lene swim so fast. If you wouldn't mind, could you uh, chronologically <laughs> uh, tell the story for context for folks? Well, we had spent the day out on a boat on Table Rock Lake. And we had another child that was beet red. Yes. And um, yeah, the girls were tubing and we just let them like tube in behind the boat as we were like docking the boat tubing or not tubing yes they should not tubing forever now um but 
yeah, so they, um, Justin and I were trying to get the boat docked correctly. So trying. I'm, yeah, I, I'm like, <laughs> remember, holding, this is like my first day of, yeah, I'm like literally boat. trying like, yeah. So like, I'm trying to hold on to the dock uh, while I'm still on the boat and he's trying to like attach the whatever to get it. The ropes. Yeah. yeah. To stay there. Meanwhile, our girls decided to be lazy. So that's really what it is. They decided to be lazy and pull themselves into the boat instead of swimming into the boat and instead pulled the boat to them. And I was still holding on to the dock and suddenly I could not stretch any further and I just went right over between the dock and the boat. Under the boat. Under the dock. <laughs> What's so funny is And I the whole time I'm thinking Yeah, I mean it like I'm not gonna lie, Table Rock Lake is like not um Cool. No, it is I love Table Rock Lake, like but I grew up there. Yeah. But it's not like um clear. You know, I mean, there are parts that are clear. 745 like, foot deep. It yeah. was like, what, 30 feet where we were? It's 40 some feet. 40 where something we feet where we were, where we were docking, like right off the edge of the bank or whatever. But it's like green and murky under the dock because, you know, there's no light to mm-hmm. like. Anyway, so all I kept thinking was there's a snake, there are catfish, and my sunglasses are on my head. And I was worried about all of that. So, um, Justin freaked out i don't really know what happened if he pushed the boat over to the side and i yeah, swam I pushed out to the, the side. hell out of the boat because i was like shit my wife is basically dead now <laughs> she's under the dock and i'm not that great of a swimmer so i'm freaking out so i just pushed the hell out of the boat and it went out had to go and get it later it was here she bloop, yeah. comes up out of the water <laughs> trying to hand off my glasses and all i hear is Lene in the background screaming as she's swimming now she's swimming right now she swims to to get to me but it's really the girl's fault yeah did you let them know that at the time okay justin did i think i was probably trying to console them because they were freaking out yeah i think i let them have a little bit yeah but (laughs) which really i probably would have done the same thing if i was them i would have pulled on the rope to pull myself in but they didn't understand science Mm -hmm. yeah yeah pulled the whole dang boat with me trying to hold on to the dock still pulled the whole dang boat the lack of inertia in it you know in water yeah will uh will do that it's the only time I've ever fallen off a boat. Like, and I don't remember how old I was then. Like 35, maybe. That was 2014. Okay, so I'm 31. Like, all my 31 years of life and the nine that have followed since then. Never again mm-hmm. fallen off a boat. But that one. And it's the girl's fault. Yep. Now Justin's terrified to go on boats. Not true. Was, we went again. Did we? <clears throat> Didn't we? That wasn't the second time we rented a boat, was it? We've only, oh, we did go rent a boat again. Yes, that's true. And we survived that one. And I was still just as freaked out the whole time. Oh, yeah. He did not jump off and swim with us. We did. <laughs> Megan, don't grab the dock. Yeah, no kidding. Well, the lake over there is so damn deep. Yeah. We had life jackets on. <clears throat> Although, to say that I grew up on the tab- on table arc, like we didn't wear life jackets to go jumping off the back of the boats or whatever. You're lucky you're alive. <laughs> We survived. Very, very dramatic. I know. Very. <clears throat> I actually remember one time my brother um, swimming. There was like a, a place where my parents would go camping. There was like a, an island. I don't remember how far away it was, <clears throat> but it was like a thing. Like only. Island boy. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> only like good swimmers could get that far. And like little kids shouldn't try it. Older people sh- shouldn't try it. You know, my brother was mm-hmm. in high school, though. 
And I remember him and like some of my older cousins, like all going like swimming to the island and no life jackets or anything. And then I think my my cousin and I tried to like take off after them. And I think we got in kind of a big amount of trouble for that because we were not supposed to do such things. The risk incurred within. Yes. Yeah. Like no I'd life jackets, no like floaties or anything. You know I mean? my kids yeah. too if they attempted that. I was just, I just wanted to do what my brother did. Yeah. So anyway, lots of good stories on Table Rock Lake. Yeah. A lot of death. No, <laughs> not death. Go ahead, Megan. Are you ready for notes? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So Yancey and I were actually just talking um, just a minute ago about... Last night, when Lene and I were partying, we, um, Lene was like, I, you know, those questions that you used to ask me, like, about whatever. And then you would post the answers on Facebook. And I'm like, Yeah, I remember that. She's like, I miss doing those. So I went and I found one that she had done when she was nine. And we updated it now that she's 15. So if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've probably seen that today on my feed or last night if you were up at midnight. But, um, then she was like, Hey, ask me questions from the, 2000s because that's more her childhood right not mine barely well right so like but still thinks that she she would maybe be more likely to know so in the 90s it was all like toys about like so questions about like the tamagotchi and um the furbies and you know various other toys that we all played with Polly pockets and do you remember a betty spaghetti spaghetti betty i think yancy played with betty spaghetti I just, I, uh, it's like a, <laughs> I don't recall. It's like this little doll, but it had like string coming out of it. It's like, anyway, it, huh. it, it, I showed her a picture of it because it was like, it terrified her. But um, as soon as we jumped into the 2000s questions, there were no questions about toys. It was all like political questions mm-hmm. and some like pop culture things, but a lot of like Obama, a lot of politics, which is like, I don't know. I thought that was weird. No questions about toys or what kids did for fun like like some of the questions for the 90s were like what game was blah 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 blah, you know whatever and it was like snake yeah. or red rover or whatever so justin and i had a conversation a while back about what kids of this generation are going to find sentimental because you know you and i iphone 14 yeah exactly my favorite iphone was but you know People of you know Justin's generation, our generation, we we have a favorite commercial that we remember, oh, yeah. or several, a favorite toy, TV show. Kids, it seems like kids these days sound like an old guy now, but Damn they're kids. so saturated with things. You know, there's so much to wa- watch on streaming services. Not mm-hmm. to mention so many streaming services altogether. If you can get your kids out of the room to watch the TV right. with you. YouTube. People are constantly uploading yeah. content every single day. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know if anything um, with any amount of like matter that you can actually hold in your hands is going to be sentimental to any right. kids. But also, there's that degree of separation between our generations and theirs. So, the stuff that we held near and dear, maybe our parents were like, yeah, that's dumb. You'll never remember <laughs> that. And then we hold it near and dear. So, they might surprise us. Who knows? But it just, it seems like they're so inundated daily and saturated with just this bombardment of. Um, what do you think it would be? That, yeah, I mean, that's the question. But I will make the 
case for our generation that we were heavily marketed towards. Saturday oh, sure. morning was nothing but a giant commercial for TGIF. toy companies, cereal companies. You know, I mean, there were shows in the 80s that Justin probably watched. You know, He-Man was nothing but a giant toy commercial. Yeah. yeah. It was literally invented to sell action figures. Cereal. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. Sugary cereal. I mean, we were... So what you're saying is that they're targeting our kids, but they're targeting them in a completely different way. Well, so, you know, you and I discussed it a little bit before the show about how those questions changed. Like the indoctrination almost is evident by the change of questions, right? Yeah. So are the kids being almost forced to grow up faster or their mindset shifted or changed to something else? So it's like we're not going to market these things to kids, we're going to market these much more serious issues to, right. to kids and mold them into the citizens that we want to. Because they need to be activists. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. You know, that kind of um, goes into a, one of the stories that I wanted to talk about tonight isn't, um, I wasn't sure if I should because it, it it's kind of happened at the beginning of the week and then it like, um, there was updates and all that stuff. But so, Target. You guys know what I'm talking about when I just say Target this no, week? No, there's a big boycott I've seen that yeah, somebody but do you know was trying to... No, I don't know why. Do you, have you heard anything about it? No, I've, I've okay. just heard generalities. So the pride section, which whatever, they've had a pride section like every year forever, right? <clears throat> For several years. But in this pride section this year, they have included things targeted for kids. Oh, and boy. within part of that, like within um, the kids and the toddlers clothing sections, there are um, toddler. There are um, and, and children, right? There are bathing suit tops that advertise being light binding action and the hell bottom is... that is hold on bottoms that are tuck friendly. Oh God. What's tuck oh God. friendly mean? Uh, giant asteroid take us now. Oh wiener tuck? Yeah. Man. Yeah the old For the little uh, kids stuff so I, was, I didn't believe Finkel. it really um and by the time i had gotten to a place where i could go to target wow. which was uh yesterday it had already been pulled mm -hmm. they like well they haven't pulled all of that stuff there's actually another thing that's kind of going on with the pride section this year that's on a whole other tangent to that but um there have just been so many videos of people in target finding these clothing items where it says on the tag Light binding action for girls to like hold in their boobies and um, tucking whatever they You're going to have to help me out a little bit with this light binding deal. Um, to keep your boobies from looking like boobies. Oh, binding. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. On top of that, they're collaborating with an artist who they have pulled, I believe, his merch items that they were selling for him or with him. Let me guess that dumbass. But I can't even, I don't know his name. I, I looked it up a million times. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, but he creates merch that legitimately um, advertises hate towards non-trans people. So like there was an image of a headstone that says bury cis feelings. Um, mm. And then there was another mm. one of a guillotine that says homophobes headrest. Man, how tolerant. Yeah. yeah. And then some of the things that Target doesn't have, but that he has on his own site is um, Satan respects pronouns and like... Um, hey, there's that Satan thing again. Yeah. And um, a like pentagram with like a goat head thing. So, <laughs> you know, uh, a few weeks ago we discussed the is it Sam 
Smith. Sam Smith, yeah. And his whole performance with the very demonic devil yes. thing. Is that a thing in the trans and gay community now? He's upset now. This artist is where he's like, I'm not a Satanist. Well, then why are you promoting Satan respects pronouns? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't talk out both sides of your face there. Yeah, is he trying mouth. to justify it by saying it's not Satanist, it's just anti-God, something like that, probably. I think he's saying, like, for him, what he said is that he doesn't believe in any of it, so it doesn't mean anything to it's him. It's shock value. Yeah. Hmm. And that might be true, but, like, Mission accomplished, what you're doing is, I mean, if you're wanting to, like, win yeah. over our sympathies as, you know, not just Christians, but, like, all religions like if yeah. you are wanting to win our sympathies huh. probably throwing satan in our face isn't a great way to do that or putting a guillotine and telling you know what if we had done that if any non-trans person had created an a image of a guillotine trans and said headrest. yeah or you'd have been gay a person's headrest giant piece of shit yeah you would be canceled so quickly so this is kind of along the same lines but i saw this clip of uh pierce morgan and uh And sometimes he's kind of like Bill Maher. I disagree with so much of what he has to say, but the guy has a lot of common sense to where when he says some things, you can't help but take it into account because it makes so much sense, right? So Pierce Morgan had these climate activists on. Apparently there's this movement in Europe. It's about stopping drilling. It's some kind of stopping big oil or something. Anyway, um, these people basically go into like restaurants and disrupt people's dinners or they go to sporting events and they run on the court or onto the pitch or whatever. And Pierce made the, uh, made the argument is like, you're not winning any friends by doing this. Yeah. Why, if anything, people are like you little annoying twits. Why are you disrupting my everyday life and the things that I enjoy? And, uh, he said, you're, if you want people to support you, you're going about it the wrong way. I kind of feel like this is along the same lines. If you want like acceptance, you're going completely the wrong direction, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, taking it back to the things that our kids are marketed today. I mean, this is it. This is the stuff that they're going to remember from their childhood. It's like, I don't know if I remember the major political various life whatever Mm -hmm. issues that were happening when i was a child i don't think i was paying attention to that but i don't think our kids have a choice we didn't have everywhere as big of like social issues right of course you had but now we have the internet that kind of puts it all out there no matter what the things that stick out to me of course when we were kids were was rodney king of course was a huge you know thing and that had a lot to do with societal shift and whatnot you had uh waco you had Ruby Ridge. Those were politicized heavily, which for, you know, good reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had OJ, of course, <laughs> which yes. was totally a societal thing. Again, this divide that was created. You I know. laugh at that, but I can remember where I was standing when the verdict was read. Yeah. It's crazy. I was thinking the other day about where I was during several milestones. Um, the Lane Staley thing came up for some reason i remember exactly where i was when they announced on the radio that he had died you know and um i remember coming home mentioning waco coming home my mom was watching the building burn on mm-hmm. tv got off like the school bus and it was sitting there in all ablaze yeah it's crazy i mean that was that was a huge deal i mean both of those things happened 
under one administration and how he escaped that, you know, yeah. and the Department of, uh, was it the DOJ? Janet Reno. Janet Reno. Yeah. Janet was that Reno. the DOJ, right? Yeah. Uh, man, how she escaped out of that too. Yeah. Crazy. I'm sorry, I hijacked you. No, you're good. Like, there. in thinking of that, I, I like Princess Diana's death is another one of those oh, that yeah. I remember, like, exactly where I was. That was 1998. I know. That's crazy. It is crazy. I, <laughs> it was 97, wasn't it? Was it 97? I wasn't working where I'm working at now. I was it happened. Think it was I'm 97 pretty sure or 98. I think yeah. it was 97. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 look it up. I remember exactly where I was, but I got the internet. The, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, last night talking to Lene, she did not realize. That Princess Diana was Harry and William's mom. Oh, really? Like August thirty first, ninety seven. There's a gotcha. whole group of kids out there who don't understand, unless their parents are like all in on the royal family, mm-hmm. the dynamics of what's going on over there. It's so bizarre to me because it's just part of like life, and we do the same thing with nine eleven. Kids, yeah. like the kids that I'm teaching now, they weren't alive. Right? They don't know anything about it really other than what they're taught which is just so bizarre to me but every generation has its thing i guess yeah but i don't know i just thought it was interesting the types of questions that they were asking were legitimately like political questions um one of the questions was how many planes were hijacked on 9-11 she was like uh two Hmm. not knowing that the pentagon was included and that the fourth one was yeah like i mean she had no idea just weird weird stuff Uh, that was that documentary that just came out where they were talking about a fifth plane. Yeah. I, I still haven't got to watch that. Hey, speaking of airplanes, I guess. United Airlines um, has had some issues with their, like the seats where their workers sit are have not been working, I guess, on some of the planes. How do the seats not work? I'm so curious about that. But hmm. in... Um, in response to that, they have booted some of the people who have paid for first class tickets to premium seats so that they could have first class space for their workers. And um, one of them that this happened to went viral on TikTok. And after that, United Airlines funded refunded the difference between the two tickets and then gave them like a $1,500 voucher for them and the other person that it happened to on that particular flight. And now there's like a whole process if this happens to you. Um, you know, file this form or whatever. But it says that it. this is what happens when their workers' seats aren't working correctly. They're required to take breaks. They have to sit in first-class seats. And it doesn't matter if you mm. paid the extra money to get in first-class, you get booted because their workers need to sit there. Because the only other option is to cancel the flight. It's amazing that airlines are still doing stuff like that after some very high-profile issues. Do you remember, I think it was pre-COVID, they were dragging that doctor off of the plane. You remember that that Asian doctor? They were literally dragging him off. Do you remember that, Justin? Yeah. You're From nodding. What? He's fighting. They, well, they uh, overbooked the flight, oh. right? And they were... Why do they do that? And they had to literally drag him off uh, the plane. He was like, I need to get home as much as the next person. Yeah. And... Uh, well, that's what I... So you're telling me the only option is that they sit in first class while they're taking their break mm-hmm. or the whole flight is canceled? What? It's called union. If they're taking a break. You people will wait while we break. Hashtag union. Well. Hashtag deal with it. 
Oh, boy. Okay, well, when it's your first class seat that's taken away from you. Yeah, Justin, your first class seat. Next time you fly first class, buddy. Every every time, buddy. That union money. Damn. And you're going to stand up and say... Here you go, sir. Yeah, you and your brother, go ahead and sit down. I see <laughs> you that are you're lying. Been, I see that you've you, been working. Uh, I'm going to go hang out in the cockpit. Are your pants on fire? Like, <laughs> are your pants on fire? You are lying. You would not. Damn. You're, I, I you're future judging. Feel like I am future yeah, judging minority based report. on past experience. <laughs> I feel like you might be a little combative in that situation, though. You don't like people standing in front of you at concerts. Do you really think that you're going to let somebody take your first class seat? Just for 10 minute break? I mean, no, for the entire flight. Oh, that bitch. No. <laughs> the whole flight. It has to be vacant. I mean, they're not going to sit on your lap for their break. Right. How cute is he? <laughs> Why do you. The good thing you said he. <laughs> yeah, oh, I saw what you did there. Random mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. Um, so the Las Vegas strip is getting ready to go under a big change because the Mirage has been bought by Hard Rock Casino and Hotel and they are taking away the volcano that erupts really? on the strip. They're getting rid of it. Taking when, is, it down. when is that happening? Um, I believe like now. No, oh, no man. shit. Better buy a first class ticket and yeah. fly out I mean, there I and was, see it. One I, you need to check on that because I'm not sure. I was serious. But, me and you need to go so you could see that before they get rid of it. Well, we need to figure that out then because they're been there for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. They're taking that away to replace it with a guitar shaped hotel. Oh, so boy. until that guitar shaped hotel is built, they're going to leave the towers, the Mirage Towers, um, for guests to stay in. But and then they'll come down after the guitar shaped. Mirage has been there now probably what thirty years. Well, it's no longer there. So, damn. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what that was. My we, one trip to Vegas. We've been talking about this for a while, just how much things change out there. Um, like some of the iconic things that they've taken away over the years. And I mean, you know, things need updated, but it's kind of sad that they're taking away like these, what we would consider, I guess, big touristy right. things. Well, most of old Vegas is gone, right? Like most of the, the mob built. Vegas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. No uh, disclaimer, there is no mob, apparently. No, yes. Don't come after me. (laughs) 89 is when it was built. So, yeah. It's a... You should Google and find out when it's for sure coming down, if it's not, like... I'm working on it right now. Okay. Some more of that multitasking. Yes. Yeah, whoever that is can toss a salad. Uh... Huh, it doesn't say. Go ahead and keep talking because okay. the internet still works while you do that. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, well, Justin, you'll appreciate this conversation, though, so I need you to, like, be all in. I'm in. Okay. You know how, like, we sometimes complain about businesses who complain about having too many people during events? Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they don't, they want to shut their doors during larger events because they they don't want the traffic in that day so there's a town that has taken it to a whole new level in austria there's a town that is believed to be the inspiration for arendelle mm-hmm. which is the fictional um town from frozen yep. right and they have decided that um well it's sometimes up to like ten thousand tourists a day that come to tour their community and take selfies like with the architecture and the and the scenery and everything. So the town decided, nope, don't want it. So Hallstatt is the name of the town in Austria. They have put up a fence 
at some of the most popular places in the town Damn. to keep people from taking selfies or just pictures in general of the Neat. scenery and townscape. You know what? Sounds like they need to let it go. Oh, nice. Wow. Nice. You know what? I, I mean, how crazy is that? It's it's a very small town, so I understand that like they're just not used to the tourism. Yeah. But like, you're going to say no to the tourism money? Right. Because you know, like, all you have to do is set up a frozen anything, and people would just literally beg you to take their money. Mm-hmm. So well, they're already showing yeah, up. They're already there. They're already like. Anyway, they got a lot of backlash, like a lot of backlash, and um, putting up razor wire. And they stuff. they Jeez. have had to remove them, um, but now the ter- the town is looking into placing banners in those areas. To just remind people that it's more than a tourist destination. This is David Banner's family. And to be um, <laughs> nice. respectful of the community. You know, what don't town come is in do the banners uh, stand around, sit around saying, you can't do that? What? Uh, Sorry. What Hallstatt, Austria. Oh, yes, Austria. I heard the first yeah. part. Good night, mate. As uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Where are you from? Jersey? No, Austria. <laughs> Well, good day, Mike. All right, go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I thought that you would appreciate that, Justin, since yeah, we've had yeah. these conversations a few times. Of uh, looks like others. you're good to see the uh, volcano through most of 2023. So, I would suggest that you and I get a uh, weekend Labor Day Vegas uh, trip planned pretty damn quick. Hmm. See it before it's more than just a mirage. I mean. You want to see the? Oh, nice! If you want to see that, that'd be. It's cool to see. I Let's go. I wonder if the uh, Treasure Island's still doing the. the Let's uh, go for Labor Day. Ooh, the next WKOP. Damn! <laughs> Start saving your pennies now, <laughs> folks. Rub them dimes together. Jeez, Don't worry, man. Justin's gonna give up his first class seat. Oh, <laughs> Justin's <laughs> paying for everything. Everybody, just show oh, up. Heck no, not paying for anything. After flying first class the last few times, I don't there know. is no way I go. I don't back. know if I can go back to where the peasants are. <laughs> wow. Look, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they're it's, sipping it's your champagne. Nice. What it's I tell everybody nice. is until you've been 6'3", 300 plus pounds, I won't hear anything about it because, I mean, there's a difference. I'm so jammed in there that, you know, if I fart, I don't know what even happened until I stood up. It's terrible, dude. <laughs> it's all sealed in. Yeah, it's like. Your vacuum sealed in your like, seat. Did my stomach just growl? And then when I finally stand up, it's like, oh, no. I guess I farted about over Toledo. <laughs> Flying the wrong way, man. Right. Where's your layover? Mm. Anyway. We'll fuck around and pull that thing down. I mean, quit, yes, that's going to be with it. bad. I do have the poop story, but I assume we'll save that for the end. Right. You want to do it now? I don't care. I just... Whatever you want me to do, you can do it now if you want. It's your segment. We, you know, we've we've not had a good poop story. I'm sure in a the while. suspense is killing everybody at oh, this yeah, point. Sure. Anyway, do we know the person? Well, I know the person. But do we know the person? Like, like uh, still people. Like we mutually. Do I, yes. do I know this person too? You live with this oh, person. Oh shit! Oh, what? Now you just told everybody who the hell was. Well, she gave me permission. There's a. Oh, that's not good. Three three factors there that. Uh, yeah, uh, possibilities. But yes, she gave me permission. Hell, it so, could even be Megan. Well, now she's you live with her. Down to the pronoun now. <laughs> well, you're the only. Well, I guess Wyatt, but like Wyatt has his own poop stories. We could talk about those all mm. day long. But oh, I know this poop story. Yes. Oh. Yes. So. Kid tells his story at least once a year. Yancey doesn't know this poop story though. No. Okay. I'm waited, bated breath over uh-huh. here. I'm sure you have. 
So when Lene was first born. Hatched, some say. Yes, mm-hmm. as she was she was hatched. Megan sat on her egg she, for a while. Yes, that's how that all works. Yeah. No s- swans? Stork. Stork, there it is. I'm like, what? No. Yeah, no storks here. Um. Anyway, you know, you, you get your baby, they, 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 um, you, they start, yeah, they eat, sleep, and poop, right? That's mm-hmm. what they do. Eat, sleep, poop, eat, sleep, poop. So we get Lene home, and we're like acclimating to having a child because she's first only for a long time. Well, still for me, I guess. But um, anyway, James, her dad, was um, changing her diaper one time. Mm. And she was little, like very little, like still in the bassinet, kind of little. You know okay. where this is going. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like I do. Oh, I don't know that you do. Oh, no. But <laughs> she, um, he didn't, he did he, nobody ever informed him that you should cover. Oh, okay. Everything, yeah. right? This okay. Line of fire. Right. Okay. Like you just do that. I mean, especially for boys, but even for girls. So, hey. You know, I never, uh, I never covered for a girl. Well, uh, I'm just saying, stay tuned for more WKOP parental tips. Yes, that's a new segment. How parental tips with WKOP could not maybe be a bad thing. Um, anyway, he, uh, you know how you like change a diaper, you lift up the legs and put pressure on a stomach, and she full on oh projectile pooped on him (laughs) on the wall. Oh my my god! Behind him, distance. Yeah, I mean, no like kidding. world record, huh? It's like squeezing the toothpaste <laughs> everywhere, like multiple. T- you guys don't multiple know, fires. Don't oh my know my ex husband. If you do, you're gonna understand this reference so much. <laughs> he goes, "Oh Lord, oh Lord," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like still not covering, but he's like turned away and like just keeps her legs up, so oh, it's Lord. still coming. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah that is our um oh lord you, you gotta get it you gotta like you gotta feel it man you gotta have that from your like your soul like yes. Your church yes yes, yes oh, exactly lord. oh lord <laughs> meanwhile there's like oh, only a lord. james shaped hole in the poop on the wall because it's oh, like a coyote deal it's, I was gonna it's, say like, what? it's all over so bad so bad Oh man! So there you go, guys. Don't like cu- just take cover. Take cover. <laughs> take cover. Provide cover. Take I don't cover. know. Oh, I just Ep- wrote down. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Take cover. Is that the episode name? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh man. So you remember a couple of uh, episodes ago, I talked about that mystery pasta in New Jersey. Remember those piles and piles, oh, yeah. and hundreds of pounds mm-hmm. of mystery pasta. The mystery has now been solved. Yes, so an estimated 500 pounds of cooked, jeez, an estimated 500 pounds of cooked noodles found along a creek bank last week. So this is May 5th. It was, it was uh, found around the end of April. Uh, it confused New Jersey residents <laughs> and the internet. Some aliens just dropping off. Internet started doing what the internet does, Smudge. doing investigations. Of course, everybody was on the case, right? Uh, after oh god, after an impossible discovery, uh, wow. the macaroni mystery has been resolved. So last week, 
Baffled New Jersey residents found the 100 pounds of cooked pasta noodles along a creek bank in a wooded area in the town of Old Bridge. Now, after the images went viral online, the truth has come to light. Neighbors in the Middlesex County town that deduced that the piles of noodles came from a nearby house that had been put up for sale after the owner's death. The homeowner's son was cleaning out the property and found a large supply of expired groceries. So you can see where this is going, uh-huh. right? He discarded the old dry pasta in the woods, and due to heavy rain in the area, the noodles became waterlogged and appeared to have been cooked. No so, kidding. Yeah. Uh, a neighbor said, I mean, I really feel like he was trying to clear out his parents' house, and they were probably stacked up from COVID. Because his parents yeah. were older. They didn't want to leave the house, so they stockpiled all these. How long does it take noodles to go out of date, by the way? He said expired I mean, but groceries. Like, why but are you leaving them out there? I guess he thought, well, you know, dried pasta, this is going to break down and go right back into the ground. You know, go back to the source where it came from. It's not Birds. like he was dumping car batteries out there or anything. You know, it was know, noodles. Like, are, is he thinking like raccoons are going to come and eat in the... I mean, hell, could he just throw it in the backyard? I, you know, I guess. It's like a yeah. city deal? Uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs here. No kidding. Right? That's so, how it all happens. Yep. Uh, now we know. So uh, the the neighbors are relieved that this <laughs> is actually the outcome and there's not some vigilante uh, pasta dumper out there that's coming from like <laughs> some restaurant somewhere and this isn't going to be some kind of repeat offense, right? right? So I think I've, I'd probably be a little relieved too because you you go down some back road. Justin and I'll go to State Lake and go fishing. And then we'll take the back roads back home and we'll see like <laughs> drive by somewhere and be like, look at that place. It's nice. got, it's got mattresses out there yeah. and you know, and noodles, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So did the guy get in trouble? Um, and how did that conversation go? I wonder, like, did he like go to the police or the like who and go, um, I did yeah, it. I'm here to confess. I'm the I... noodle bandit. <laughs> so the, uh, there, there's no real follow-up to charges here. Surely not. But uh, maybe I'll follow up with that at another time if How there funny. is. I mean, could you imagine what would that even be? I don't even really know. It would that be considered some kind of like littering or illegal dumping or anything like that? Right? You know? Yeah. So, uh, moving on. Here's something funny for you. So I, I told the story about the uh, guy getting pulled over for a DUI and swapping seats with his dog. Here's another funny story. So on May 22nd, uh, Choctaw Nation Tribal Officer Lane Henderson attempted to make a traffic stop on a male subject, Ethan Hunter, in McCurtain, Oklahoma, in the southeast portion of Haskell County. Is that down there in southeast Oklahoma? McCurtain County? McCurtain, that's uh man. They had the, all kinds of issues. Then the Choctaw it? Nation, Megan. Anyway, if you're on the case there, the traffic stop was in regards to a warrant and an incident the night before where Hunter pulled the gun on a person. Now here's the uh, the twist here. During Officer Henderson's attempt to stop Hunter, Hunter tried unsuccessfully to run over the officer with the lawnmower he was on. Hunter did drag Officer Henderson, and during the ensuing scuffle, Officer Henderson suffered a fractured finger. While scuffling with Hunter, Henderson noticed a gun and was successful in defending Hunter from access to it. Hunter fled on foot into a heavily wooded area and is still on the loose. If you see Ethan Hunter, do not approach and consider him armed and dangerous and dial 911. They probably told him, you better slow that mower down, lawn boy. (laughs) What in the world? 
Yeah, it's southeast. You're not invited to Lawn Club, Ethan. That, uh, that corner of the country has had nothing but weird shit lately. Yeah, they've had some weird stuff, haven't they? A lot of racists threatening to kill the black folks and all that from the sheriffs. Mm. And now they're getting ran over by the lawnmowers, not to mention the Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, the Bigfoot is uh, prevalent down there. Is that the Washita Mountains? The sound that way? Uh, is it Washita? Southeast. Uh, yeah, yeah, O-U-A-C-H-I-T. Yeah, that's the Washita yeah. Mountains, yeah. Apparently, you can rent luxury, gigantic luxury yes. cabins yes, down there. Interesting. A friend of mine just went down there. It was a hell of a place. Um, What is that near? Is it is that where Broken Bow is? Yes. Broken Bow, yeah. Idabel, down in that area. Yeah. yeah, that's actually the county seat, Idabel. Okay. Um, Did you hear about the uh, commander's trademark application being denied? The Washington Commanders? Oh, yeah. No, I did not. So they made a big deal from changing the name from the Redskins to the Washington football team. And then. Should have left it right there. Yeah, they should have. I mean, it, it kind of had a little bit of charm to it. I mean, it told you exactly where and what it was, right? So they made the decision, I believe, the uh, last offseason to change their name to the Washington Commanders. Well, um, some have wondered whether the new owner of the Washington Commanders will change the team's name again. Jeez. The new owner might have no choice. Via trademark attorney Josh Gerben on Twitter, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has denied the trademark application for the name Commanders. The reason for the denial was, number one, the existence of a trademark for Commanders Classic, and two, pending applications filed by a man in the D.C. area. So the Commanders Classic is the name of an annual college football game between Army and Air Force, Mm -hmm. you know. Also, Martin McCulley fired, filed trademarks for Washington Space Commanders and Washington Wolf Commanders at a time when he was trying to squat on the team's potential new name. You yeah. remember they had, like, they had like a dozen candidates. Yeah. They had like the Red Wolves and all this other stuff. I know what they were doing. They were trying to stay away from anything that had to do with anything red. Mm. Right. So they landed on the Commanders, which is boring and you know, kind of... should have went with... What was it? The uh, Tuskegee was the Red Tails, right? Red Tails. They had like Red, red Hawks, Red Tails, uh, Red Wolves. I thought Red Wolves was awesome. At some point, people are going to get tired of buying their merch. Like, the, yeah, I mean, the football <laughs> stuff is expensive. Uh, Washington doesn't exactly have the uh, greatest. Saying, it's expensive though. Fan base right now, well, and, or imagine. support, you know, can't with the. Uh, Did they think that this would help or hinder? I, I think that the change in ownership is probably going to do a lot for that team because they've had a lot of scandals going yeah. on. When was the last time they won a championship? Wasn't the last time they went to a Super Bowl 83? They won with old Doug Williams, right? Was that the one that they beat the Raiders? Thanks for getting there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. We've arrived we're, at the station. Yeah, we were we were along the same uh, wavelength, weren't we? Uh, here we go. This is, uh, is going to button. You'll get this in a second. Button mm. up my notes. So a man shot his roommate after accusing him of eating the last Hot Pocket, police say. Son of a bitch. So this is in Louisville, Kentucky. Of course it was. A man in Kentucky. I'm surprised it wasn't Florida or Ohio. I know. Or potentially <laughs> Florida, U- man. Utah now for whatever weird ass reason, right? So a man in Kentucky's largest city is facing criminal charges after allegedly shooting his roommate during a dispute over a Hot Pocket. 
Clifton Clifton Williams, age 64, oh, good grief. was arrested on assault charges Sunday after he accused Dude, his roommate angry. of eating their last Hot Pocket and attacked him, shooting him in the buttocks. <laughs> buttocks. Yes, Louisville Metro Police Department officials told the local news station. According to police, Williams started throwing tiles at the man he real- after he realized the last microwavable turnover was gone. He then shot him in the buttocks as he tried to escape, the TV station reported. Williams is prohibited from contacting the victim who is taking, taken to the University of Louisville Hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. His bond was set at $7,500. Would that be considered a hop turnover? Uh, it's set, well, I, I mean, think so. about it. It's a, yeah. it's a it's pastry, pastry pocket of, of goodness. So... Guy was clearly hangry, but yeah. you know how like you like all day you wait like thinking, oh, when I get home, I'm gonna. Oh, there's have one left, the I'm, precious I, hot I pocket. Know all about what this. this? Oh god, cherry, uh, cherry pop tarts. I'm aware of this. Okay. And then you get there, and that's now there. Lene actually experienced this today. Apparently, I ate her last toaster strudel Good. while she was gone for a week. Good. It's clearly if was, you're gone for a week, I have all right to eat. How many times eat. I've come home to find a empty anything Whatever. package mm-hmm. where there used to be something. Don't even throw the sun bitch away. Just leave it laying there. <laughs> it's taunting it's you. It's mocking you. Yeah. One little dribble of milk in the even bottom of the jug. Even worse if you the freezer and thought that there was one in there. Like, I mean, I kind of feel for him. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day when you make ice in the ice trays mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. people oh. put empty ice trays back. Tell you what. Light a match <laughs> off my ass about that. Don't even get me started. Tell you what. Tell you, tell you what, boy. <laughs> So I just want a, a little uh, follow-up on uh, Wednesday's deal. Megan don't know about this. Uh, apparently, the uh, Ford has a McGay truck now. It's a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I've been get, I've got this sent to me. I don't know how many times, I guess, everybody's triggered, and they figure I should be triggered as well. well and, and I've been getting it sent to me because, you know, Ford yeah, guy. So. And uh, honestly, it just... I really don't give a shit. It's whatever. But, you know, here's the best part of it. They didn't give a fuck about it last year when it came out, though. Oh. Yeah. It's been around for a whole year. Yeah. Somebody was digging deep to be outraged. Yeah. We're going to have to dig up old shit, like Randy Travis. Mm. No, geez. <laughs> uh, so, here locally, we've got, uh, as you've seen, that I uh, posted a picture of the corner all you people from around the world, you can go ahead and go home now. We're, we're talking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I posted a picture of a corner here in town that is a really prominent corner. Probably the... I'll argue with you that that corner is probably the sweetest piece of commercial property north of Owasso, Oklahoma, to probably... Olathe, Kansas. Are you talking about that just... Corner- Property altogether or, 11th, or vacant and available property? I'm talking about just property and the potential for cars and mm-hmm. potential customers to go by. Yeah. That corner and the one right across the street from it. Yeah. Yes. So the, the, the corner across the street where all the internet All is. the internet lives. Yeah, where all the internet is. And nothing happens over there except for a storage unit because yeah. all the internet lives there. Uh, but the one on the other side is currently being utilized as a, a parking lot for a couple of businesses. But I kind of uh, brought up the idea, what could we do with this parking lot? Because you're sitting there, 
at the front door of our community as a as a passer through. And like you've said a couple of times, there's nothing to tell you to go on east or west. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing. Hey, don't don't go that way. There's zero down there. Just just go ahead and keep on going right and go on to Kansas City or go left and go on to Tulsa. But anyway, uh, I brought it up and I was trying to think of some kind of a beautification. You know, it's not really big enough for any kind of a big business to operate there. And uh, somebody brought up an idea for a uh, food truck plaza. And I think that's actually not a terrible idea. If if you can use your imagination for a moment, imagine the edge of the sidewalk in, I don't know, four or five feet, however much it takes, a little vegetation, little, maybe a little rock decoration, maybe a big sign right on the corner that sits low that says, you know, Welcome to Coffeeville or something like that. But back behind it is a couple of spots for some uh, food trucks. And yeah. the food trucks could, you know, lease a spot from the city. You know, they can't just live there forever. It has to be a come and go thing unless it's, unless it's available. And then there's enough room for, you know, five or six, ten cars to park there. Guess what? That doesn't take very much infrastructure, does it? Not doesn't take any construction on brick and mortar. You need some, obviously, some electric you would need to basically pave the lot. And paved, yeah. You would need to do some landscaping along the edge there, and you would need to provide some kind of electric, which is already on the corner. Yeah. Would you have to pave the lot? You should. It's it's pretty much half gravel right now well, and a bunch of broken up I don't ever uh, go on that concrete. side. It's half yeah. gravel and half 1937 foundation that's still underneath oh, the gravel. I see. Yeah. It needs to be made into I'm a true parking lot. I mean, if we're, let's not half-ass it here. Let's make it look decent. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a great idea. I mean, people may not like it, and the businesses that are currently using it may not like it, but, you know, it's, sure it's city-owned property, yeah. and I think it's an opportunity to well, showcase is not the right word, but to enhance. That's our front door. That's our porch right there. I like it, too, because, um, you know, people want um, variety. Yeah. People are always complain about well we need more here and yeah. you you could have this revolving door of food trucks there or whatever entrepreneurship and yeah it, it really does and i know that uh there's been some combatants against food trucks in the past yeah and uh why i don't think that's really yeah we can't have more than one thing in town right well, i don't I think that's grilled cheese sandwiches nobody else can that wall's kind of gone now of any capacity i think so i don't think that's really an issue Is well they're kind of everywhere and some that like come yeah. in and pop up you're not yeah. beating that for a, anymore a day yeah. at a time and well, i mean obviously you're going to uh have to be you know permitted and yeah. whatnot so you'd have to be licensed not, insured everything that you would have to do to yeah pop pop's not anyway. rolling up there in his f-150 and yeah. selling you yeah. know tamales uh, out of the back of his yeah, truck tamales and menudo out of the back of his right. truck menudo yeah a drink those yeah, that's a, a soup that's a Mexican so soup. So the band stew. Menudo was a soup? Yeah, a soup band. Ricky Martin was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> what year was was that like the late eighties? No, I think I'd be the mid. Was it the mid? Six, maybe I sh- remember. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh the only la- only thing I have left is uh we had a former city manager here get fired from a town up north and he got Fired for some, uh, I don't know if it was, was it sexual misconduct? Um, well, it was against the policy and it basically, I forget what the 
all the jargon was, but he, um, it was like sexual harassment in the form of, um, unwanted touching. Oh, um, he he claimed that he touched him on the neck or something with a cold pop bottle. And then he reached up and grabbed their name tag that has the, like the lanyard, the little retractable lanyard and pulled it. Uh, same person, same person. Different times. I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing that to any woman at work. I may do it to a guy and yeah. hold on to it to where it hits him in the nuts. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> yeah. But there's a there's a line that all men with any sense understand. But this really isn't about what he did. It's also about something else. One of the things that he got complaints about was that his wife and family had never moved to the town that he was employed in. Interesting. Which brings up. Our local city manager's wife never moved to town, and Mr. Ward's wife had never moved to town. So it led me to the question, Megan (laughs) Megan asked this question, what is the deal? And it seems to be a thing. Yeah. Why don't these types of roles within the city move their families? Is it so damn short term? So if I was a commissioner and I was to hire a city manager and... You can't you can't mandate that their family lives there. Of course you don't not. have no control. But if you told me, Well, my wife and family's not gonna move here for a while, I'd be like, Wait a minute, hold on, why not? Are you worried that you might not be here? Mm-hmm. Because if that's your attitude you have, you might not be here. It shows lack of investment, right? I want I you all yeah. in. I want you all in in the community. I'm here. I will like the school has had um some of those conversations because at some point, it was like a thing that if you had certain positions within the school, you had to live yep. in a certain place. And we actually had an assistant superintendent who is still there, um, who does a fantastic job. Um, he and his family had purchased land and were going to build their dream house on it and chose to move it and to do something else because they wanted to be able to work at the school. That's investment. Mm-hmm. That's like you're all in. The superintendent now, you know, for the longest time had a house right across the street from the... You don't live there no more? No, I think he sold it. And they just downsized. They needed to. That place was like a mansion. They still live in the town. But oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. When, so Justin and I, Tuesday, went to the commission meeting, which I'm not sure if you heard, but it had a lot different feel than the said, past yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, They're in like the seventh step of acceptance, I re- believe. Recently, yeah, the 12-step program yeah. of, yeah. But, uh, oh, what was I getting? Oh, that somebody actually, during public comments, um, addressed Mr. Hall and asked him questions about his residency and you Which know, they're his, not uh, technically supposed to do. No, they're not. But you know what? To his credit, he did answer their questions. And he rarely speaks when it's not um, city manager remarks mm-hmm. time. Um, I didn't expect him to answer things, but I think he probably kind of felt a little heat too because he was being directly addressed. And um, so he, somebody should. Have I'm gonna give him just a little. I'm gonna something. give him a little leeway here because I try to be fair, even if I don't agree with your shit. I try to be fair. Yeah. When you and I went to complain about the noise ordinance back a year ago, he spoke very much directly spoke to us uh-huh. so he's been getting his ass handed to him for the last two months i'm not saying that he didn't deserve to have some of those ass eating yeah yeah but i can see why you would probably clam up 
Sure. When you're having your ass handed to you, because you're not going to win. Right. Well, not only that, but you probably don't want to say anything that would appear reactionary, even though a lot of people grilled him about saying Mm, things passive aggressively after the fire department had left. And he had all that coming. All Yeah, he had all that coming. We don't have to rehash that and beat that dead horse. That's not the point I was trying to make. What I was trying to say was, you know, they asked him about his residency and his investment in the Mm -hmm. community. And he answered the question about... Uh, the person asked, do you live here? He said, yes. And they also also asked him if he, uh, it was something about downtown. And he said, I, I pick up trash on the weekends downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he answered their questions. And that, I guess, maybe shows some form of um, investment, but you still get hung up on what you said about yeah. your family not living here. And it's not even close, man. Do you know how far away? Yeah. Apparently Liberal. his a long ways away. His family lives. I mean, that is it's a long ways six away. Six and a half, seven hours. He was the city manager there for eighteen years, he said. Right. So I mean, he's pretty much in the community, but he's also in this community now. He it's clearly true. has intentions of going back there when he's done. I think he's close to retirement. And maybe that's a huge factor, right? Yeah, he's like, know. I'll go over there and work in Coffville for five years and then I'll hang it up and it's only five years. I've been doing this other gig for 18 years. Well, his contract's up in November of 24, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, from his time he started. October. What, what was the span of the contract? Was it a f- four-year contract? So if you said, what did you say it was? I think, what it's, if- I think it's every two years. Okay. I think, I think he's had a two-year already. He's getting have an, He's in the middle of another two I was going to say, he got hired in 20, right? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's doing two-year stints. Okay. Stretches. Yeah. Anyway, I just think it's interesting that you don't move your family. That's going to be a big indicator. If I was given the opportunity to hire a city manager again, I'd be like, so you plan on moving your family here? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a thing for me. I mean, how do you how do you reconcile that? I mean, it's one thing if your family lives 10, 15 minutes away, 30 minutes it's a whole other thing if your family's hours away because that means somewhere you're well, not going to be here or you're not right. going to be there and it's either it's either going to be not good for your job or it's going to be not good for your family either way you're you're leaving a door open right like it's going to be something so, yeah, somebody's and, definitely getting the short end of the stick right whether was, it's that, us or her and that was our question <laughs> so. you know is the, these city managers move so much yeah what was the average they said in that meeting the other day the average tenure is three years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably pretty damn accurate. Now, why is that? They move on to bigger and better things. I see that. Coffeeville is a stepping stone to move on to a, a next larger city. It's a bus stop, right? You also have lots of issues. These city managers are also the uh, hero and the, the yeah. quarterback. The hero yeah. today, zero tomorrow type yeah. dynamic. I yeah. mean, yeah. we've had a few zeros here in the last few years, you know. Uh, some of them, I think, started out as heroes when... Well, you quickly find out they're human. Make a couple of bad decisions, you wear out your welcome real quick, especially in a small town, huh? Especially with the uh, system that we have of the uh, weak mayor with the uh, commission with the city manager. Right. And I'm not saying weak. That's a technical term. It's a technical term, not a strong mayor. Uh, The city manager is the one that gets the blame. There's that buffer, you know. Which is why some people think that you should go back to a voted. Go back to the way, yeah. Yeah. A mayor ran. Mayor ran community. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. but that would take not only, man, you'd be in the same boat though, because that's a full time job. 
It is. You wouldn't have somebody like the, the mayor that we have now. She's got a business to run. She mm-hmm. does the. Uh, You're right. The you mayor thing. Have a mayor like you have now. I mean, good or bad, right? Right. Well, it'd be, you would basically the city manager would now be called a mayor. The difference would be that the commissioners wouldn't be the only ones on the hook. It's true. The yep. voters would get. Yeah, the voters yep, could vote right. the mayor out. Yeah. Like if it works in Tulsa, the the, the mayor uh, he does the. Like the, it's basically just a small version of what we have in D.C. The the mayor sets the budget and you know does the executive branch part. The commission comes in and either approves his budget or not, passes ordinance, laws, shit like that. He's your superintendent. Your he's the president. City manager. Your everything. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before, but when did we switch to this system? Do you remember? I believe it was the late eighties. Okay. Um, I want to think that Jim Taylor said his grandpa was the last mayor. Do we know what like what caused that? Was that just like yeah. the wave of what was happening at the time? There had to be contributing like, factors, right? I don't was know. something going nope, on? Nobody locally wanted to be mayor anymore with Thank all that responsibility and get run out on a rail. Well, yeah, there's lots of there's things I've heard that. So, that was about the time when the things really started changing in Coffeeville. The old guard, as it would be, the the really old folks now. Like most of them are gone. Their kids are now in their seventies, mm-hmm. so it'd be the it'd be the greatest generation, basically. Uh, they start dying off. Their kids, you know, started taking leadership roles, and I have this theory on that. You know, this this town right there. It kind of with the uh, advent of the interstate system, and you know. The internet wasn't around then, but things just started happening. Uh, bigger cities started taking a lot of the uh, jobs and people, and I yeah. think I think a lot of that generation, the baby boomers, the kids of the well-to-do in Coffeeville, I think saw the writing on the wall and right. said, "Let's get the hell out of here." I was just going to say they saw the writing on the wall. They left to get educated, and they never came back. And then the ones that were left, there's a lot of them have held on to their money. What's left? They've held on to that old family money. And, you know, they didn't really reinvest in the community. To a certain degree, you can't blame them. People were leaving. The economy went to shit. We have a problem with not supporting local around here. Yeah. So, you know, do you can you blame them? You can't have this knee-jerk reaction that this all happened overnight. Like, yeah. oh, look where the town is now. What happened here? What happened? You know, there was this layer cake of factors for mm-hmm. many, many generations, right? This wasn't any just one city manager that's run our oh, town yeah, no. into the ground or even the last 20 or 30 years, right? This has been this culmination of events that's led up to this. And not even you can't always blame it on people. You have infrastructure exactly. changes. Exactly. That Justin was just saying. Well, like, think about the what's happened in the, the last ad, thirty years. Advent of the internet, right? The the, the, the interstate, which might be the only thing that helps us mm-hmm. in the end. I think in the end, the inter, the internet is going to be something that actually can help save Coffeeville. because you had the sorry, the old crown, the vanilla crown, starting to come back mm-hmm. on me. You had the infrastructure of the highway system. When I was a kid, when we went to Tulsa, it was a thing. Like you just didn't willy nilly after work run to Tulsa to go to Lowe's and get something to come back. You hit every small town on the way down there. So now it takes you forty five minutes to get to Tulsa. So people are just running to Tulsa. Don't even have to go to Tulsa. Wasso's there. Jobs, yeah. companies started realizing, well, all the populations in these big cities, we need to go down there. So they went down there. And then here comes the internet. That's the that's the finish on the combo, you know. One, two, three, boom, internet messed us up but now they're starting to get back around to where that sales tax money comes back here so that's good you know 
I don't know. Show me a small town in the United States that doesn't have some form of economic struggle like this. I know that there are some success stories. Like everybody brings up that some something that's local to us is people bring up Humboldt, right? Humboldt's semi thriving right now. They've built some small business there and whatnot. They get a lot of local support there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're never gonna people are always like, we need to bring Coffeeville back. I think we need to, if not embrace what we have, just acknowledge the you know what we have and be like hey we're never going to be that town that no. was promised to be 50,000 people and bigger than Tulsa at one time that everybody likes to bring up you know 100 years ago it's just never going to be that I hate to be the poo poo guy on that thing but i mean how many towns of 8500 people grow into something that's 20 to 25,000 people i mean like i said you don't have to embrace that that is the fate of a town but you acknowledge also that Growth takes time, and if if this town is going to grow into something that is, say, twelve or fifteen thousand, probably not going to happen in my lifetime. I have a I have a very big question here that like don't throw your tomatoes at me. <clears throat> but why is there this push to grow? That's what I was getting at. Why can't we just? You know, somebody else the other day said that be- he didn't want it to grow, and I can't get on board with that completely. I don't I'm not have... saying I don't want it to grow, but I'm saying like, why is that all we think about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is the thing. Everybody thinks, well, we have to get people here. I'm not necessarily sure that we have to get people to come here and stay. My whole thing is <laughs> come here get, and leave their money, get people to come here and leave their money and go back home. I, I'm completely okay with that. Or to get people from other parts of the world, like we have right here that donate to us from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then, we take those dollars that they've donated to the show and we pay taxes, you know, that's income. We pay taxes, we buy things, you know? And so the outside world's money is coming here and it's getting left here. So. And we're not the only ones doing that. No, we're not. The world is right here now, right in front of you. So all you got to do is figure out a way, whatever you're good at or whatever you want to do, to get on the internet and figure out how to get people to give you money. There's so many ways to do it. Market yourself. Yeah. There's some weird ways to do it, and there's no. like ways like this. <sighs> well, I guess that's it. Till then, middle of the week. Um, if you guys aren't doing anything tomorrow, and you're somewhat local, our kiddo is singing at um, a tribute for a fallen... Do you say that? Killed in the line of duty, I guess, yes. police officer yeah, he's, he's, in Carthage, yeah. Missouri. And so she's singing at two o'clock. If you would like to go, like, just hang out for the day, there's going to be music like all afternoon. Central evening. Park. Yeah, Central Park in Carthage. So she starts at two, but you're welcome to, like, obviously make a trip. Or if you're local over there, come see us. Yep, we'll be there. All right, that's it, I guess. Make sure you go over to wkopodcast.com and uh, leave us some money. We're getting ready to, uh, we got some new shirts coming. And uh, I think they're going to be kind of cool. And that'll all be coming soon. I'm so. excited for them, yeah. Yep. All right, see you later.